So I'm Dr. Charles Modlin, and we're here for another episode of our music and medicine program. And we have a very important program uh, this evening. We're actually going to discuss a serious health topic that I think that it's important that we all become aware of. It's called seasonal affective disorder. It's a form of severe depression that actually affects millions of Americans every year. It can happen at any time of year, but it's it's most typically uh, prevalent at, at the uh, fall season and the winter months. And it can actually escalate to serious, uh, significant clinical depression. And there have been many cases of suicidal ideation and, and suicide as a result of this uh, condition. Again, a lot of people are not aware of seasonal affective disorder. It's also um, again, it's a form of depression, and it's something uh, that we're going to be speaking with a clinical psychiatrist, Dr. Oji Azimakor. Uh, she's a psychiatrist at the Metro Health Medical Center here in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, but I'm joined by my co-host, co-host uh, Jerome Brown. Hey, how you doing, Jerome? What's up, my guy? How you doing, man? Yeah, we're we're, it's always we're hanging a pleasure, in there. Doc. Yeah, you too. You know, I mean, again, it's a difficult time of year. Um, it gets dark around 4.30 now. Uh, there's not much sunlight, and that really affects our mood. Uh, many people are affected by this seasonal uh, affective disorder, seasonal depression. Um, and again, we're, we're going to be talking with our, our psychiatrist, who's going to give us a lot of important information about this condition. But um, I personally know many individuals who suffer from this um, you know, it's uh, at this time of year, again, we don't have much sunlight. You know, some of the symptoms we're going to we're going to talk about uh, feeling fatigued, uh, not interested in our normal activities, uh, being irritable. But we're going to get into to more of that later. I wanted to welcome in uh, to the show also a phenomenal uh, musician, singer, recording artist, yes. uh, Kay Davis. Um, you know, we've had Kay Davis on the program before, and we're thrilled to have you back, Kay. Um, thank you for yeah, thanks for uh, taking some time out uh, to be here, and um, we look forward to hearing uh, some of your music. And I just wanted to basically, you know, state that there are a number of uh, potential therapies, and we're going to get into that with our psychiatrist. But one reason why we have you here at K is because we know that music is therapeutic. Uh, music is medicine uh, for many people. It is for me. It uplifts my spirit. Um, you know, when I'm feeling down, you know, especially these winter months. And, and so, again, we thank you uh, for being here. Um, Jerome, what, what, are, what are your thoughts about music? Well, music, again, is, is therapeutic. Um, it's soul food, you know, and that's the thing about it, man. Without music, this would be a lonely, chaotic and quiet world. You know, it's a freedom of expression. You know, it's a, it's a vibration. And it's a pleasant vibration, uh, which we all need, regardless of the genre, you know. So anytime we can have Kay or someone as talented as she is on, it's better for everybody involved, man, because it's uh, it's, it's just a beautiful thing. It's vibration. It's energy. And so, yeah, you're, you're so right. But, um, yeah, how about we uh, hear a little um, music, Kay? What, what do you think? What are you going to play for us? Sure. Um, I have in mind something really nice. I like uh, Brian McKnight. I love his voice and his runs. And so uh, I'll start with that. But before I start, I, I did have a music reference that I'm wearing today. Uh, Aaliyah. A lot of people love Aaliyah, me included. And yes. I love her voice and music. 
And so I just, you know, wanted to give a little Aaliyah love today. And also the person who took this shot, the photographer, is John Jonathan Mannion. And he's actually from Ohio. And I'm from Ohio. Nice. So. <laughs> So that was a nice little little thing to do today. So here we go. Let me get the keyboard setting right. We're listening to bells right now. I know it's that time of year, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get the regular keyboard setting out. Okay, so it sounds more like a piano. And I'm happy to be back. This is this is pretty cool. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty soothing, you know. I can always relax to Brian. turns into happy just that quick <laughs> you know just that quick and that's what music does doc that's what you was talking about all this time you know you know i'll tell you one thing I, seems like she was looking at me not you jerome <laughs> you know or she's, she's looking at somebody out there in the audience uh, <laughs> hey music will hit you in the heart man i tell you that you know so uh, anytime yeah. we can have somebody like Kay on, I tell you, it's a beautiful thing, man. That girl has a wonderful voice. I love you guys. So Kay, how can listeners um, find more about you, your your music? Um, where are you going to be performing and appearing? Well, they can go to kdavislive.com. That's my house. That's where I live. Uh, and it's just the letter K. So some people try to spell it out. It's just one letter, K, and then Davis, D-A-V-I-S-L-I-V-E. That's live.com, kdavislive.com. If you go there, then you scroll all the way to the bottom and put your email address in. 
and I'll send updates as far as when I have a show, when I have new music, and just different fun things like maybe on YouTube, you could go, you know, maybe I'll do a live stream or something like that, yeah. or, you know, a new, a new video. So you'll, you'll get all the information at kdavislive.com. So, so how long have you been playing keyboards and, and singing? Oh, you know, I've been playing the piano. I used to have a piano in my home when I was growing up. So I started playing it about eight years old, uh, but I play by ear. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's outstanding. So, Kay, um, have you ever heard of seasonal affective disorder or seasonal depression? Any, anybody that you know of maybe suffers from this condition? And... Yeah, you know, I have. I have heard of it. Um, I would say that I've had it, you know, numerous times because, and then I try to do stuff that will combat it since I know that my mood goes down. Because, like... I'm a I'm a sun person. I love the sun. I'll travel e anywhere to get to the sun. <laughs> and uh, you know, I've I've been to P Phuket, you know, and and actually I've been to China and you do, but it's hot where I love to go in Hawaii and stuff like that. But here in Cleveland, it's not always that hot and we get like this short summer. So when I'm here, I have to really watch my mood um because I love to be energetic and do stuff and yet and if it's really bad outside or the sun's not shining it, it does kind of put a damper on things I have a very special guest with me today um <clears throat> Dr. Ogie Zimakor she's a practicing adult psychiatrist and we have a very important topic I think that uh, we 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 must discuss uh, oftentimes this topic you know, when we're talking about mental health issues, um, a lot of times we, we don't um, talk about these issues as, as much as we can because, you know, mental health issues affect, um, you know, millions of people uh, in the United States and across the world. But one particular topic we want to talk about today is something called SAD, S-A-D. It stands for Seasonal Affective Disorder. And again, this is a, a syndrome that actually affects millions of, of Americans and causes a lot of anxiety, distress, depression, and other symptoms that interfere with individuals' ability to, to function daily and adversely affects individuals' uh, lives. And, and so seasonal affective disorder is a disorder where oftentimes individuals um, in the fall and winter months experience increased um, incidence of depression, um, to where, to where they can't really function. And, and it's related to, um, you know, the, the changing season. Most often people experience this uh, syndrome, this sad syndrome in the fall and the winter, but there are some individuals who actually, um, a few, you know, a, a minor percentage of these individuals will experience some of these symptoms even in the spring and summer. But we're gonna let uh, Dr. Zimakor actually go into more detail about this, about what this is. I'm not a psychiatrist, but, but again, I, I understand the importance of including mental health and the discussion of the overall health and, and wellness of uh, individuals and in, in, in communities. So Dr. Zimakoria, thanks for joining us on the program and how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you, Dr. Madeleine, for Thank inviting you. me on this platform and to be a, a part of this discussion on this um, relevant topic during this time of the year. Thank you. So, you know, it's, um, yeah, we're, we're going into, we're, we're late fall. We're almost, um, you know, going into the winter. 
and it's getting cloudy. And those of us who live in the north, we've already experienced some snowfall up here. Um, you know, there's a chill in the air and there's, you know, it, it's cloudy and it's getting dark around, you know, 430 right now. It's going to be getting dark, you know, even earlier pretty soon. And so there's less daylight. And so that, that a lot of people have the, the winter blues. You know, a lot of times people say, you know, they, they, they have the winter blues and they'll just dismiss it. Um, but, but we're finding out that this can be actually a very serious condition and situation uh, for many people. And, and it's something that cannot be ignored. So can you give us more information about this seasonal affective disorder syndrome? Definitely. Um, and so, uh, again, this is a very relevant topic of discussion to have uh, at this uh, time of the year. And I think the goal on an objective of this discussion is to, you know, educate people about seasonal affective disorder, um, SAD for short, and kind of help people recognize the symptoms and uh, be equipped with the knowledge on how to sort of tackle those symptoms uh, when they see them, or maybe prevent a worsening of the symptoms so that they can uh, function optimally during this period. And um, I know that you know people know uh, SAD as uh, seasonal depression or, like you said, winter depression. And some people, you know, just call it winter blues. You know, what you don't want to do is um, ignore and brush it off as just simply winter blues, uh, because um, these symptoms might actually start out very mild and become more severe as uh, the season progresses. And so this is something that you want to take seriously. Um, it, it is a type of depression, like you uh, already know, with seasonal pattern. And what does this mean? It means that the mood changes with seasonal changes. And so, um, like we said, the symptoms will start in the fall, um, usually, and will last um, typically into winter months, and usually would improve in, in spring. Less commonly, like Dr. Madeline had mentioned, we have people who could have a seasonal affective disorder in spring or even early summer. Um, that's not very common, but that can happen as well. And it's been found that about 5% of adults in the U.S. are affected by seasonal affective disorder. And um, it typically starts between the ages of 18 and 30. So that is something to really look out for. Um, and make sure that we're taking care of that. So uh, I would like to go into details about what really, you know, um, causes SAD. What's implicated in the cause of uh, seasonal affective disorder? Because everyone's- but I'll, I'll, yeah. Yeah. Right, but, but I'll, I'll just interject here real quick. You know, living up here in Cleveland and Northeast Ohio, you know, again, the, the fall, the winter months, I, I just was thinking, a lot of times we associate the the winter and fall blues with the fact that the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Cleveland Browns are not doing well. I mean that that you know so but but it, it's it's beyond that. It, it's not just um, you know that. So it is, it is beyond that, and and definitely um, you know things that uh, we we will talk a little bit about you know the part that you brought up. Uh, for ma in management, because there are factors as well that can um, worsen the presentation of um, SAD. So 
you know, the way that we're processing things that are happening around us. Um, are we having a lot of negative thoughts about things? You know, that definitely will worsen um, uh, SAD and depression in general. So, so very true. But it should not be dismissed as, oh, I was just, you know, not happy with, uh, you know, the Browns or, <laughs> you know, it's really beyond that. Yeah, or, you know, um, our, our quarterback is hurt again or whatever, you know, so it, so it is beyond that. But before you get into the causes, uh, I think we want to maybe mention to the audience what some of the most common symptoms are. I mean, you, you know, we talked about feeling depressed, sad. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of people time, a lot of times people just want to sleep all day. They're very fatigued, tired, don't want to don't want to do things that they normally would want to do. I mean, th those are probably some of the most common symptoms. Yeah, those are the most common symptoms, actually. Oversleeping, um, feeling fatigued, even when you've slept a lot, um, you still feel really tired, um, changes in appetite, you know, that, and that's usually with overeating and um, uh, craving for high-carb uh, foods. Uh, people notice that they're beginning to want to eat um, carbohydrates a lot and um, overeat more than usual. And then, of course, there is uh, consequently weight gain that comes with that. So people start to get weight. And also that feeds the uh, mood, the negative mood, because then, you know, they start to feel not very good about how they're looking and with the weight gain. And so it becomes like a cycle of events. It can yeah. also include um, other symptoms of depression. Um, you know, like you mentioned, feeling sad, uh, depressed. Um, having a loss of interest or pleasure in activities that were once um, enjoyed, uh, feeling worthless, you know, or guilty for no reason, uh, just that chronic feeling of just uh, worthlessness and feeling um, guilty. And uh, some people have difficulty with concentrating even on very minor tasks. They're not able to concentrate. They can make decisions. You know, and it might get to the point of thinking suicide, thoughts about yeah. death, and yeah. and that's the most severe form. You know, we we've talked about on this program many times how, and a lot of people don't know that there is a connection, but there's a real connection between our our mental health and our physical health, our physical well-being. Um, you know, if you're chronically stressed uh, for whatever reason, that actually can. Uh, in increase your serum cortisol that your there's certain hormones in your body um, that actually can elevate your blood pressure uh, which can have a negative effect on your heart your kidneys your brain your peripheral vascular system so you know can potentiate or worsen diabetes so so physical um, disease can actually be caused by mental anguish mental distress and even the the this seasonal depression seasonal affective disorder so, um, no, it, it's, a, it's a very important topic. And, and then, you know, what we want to do with this program, we want people to pass this information along so that others will know about, you know, this condition of which we speak. So you, you were going to talk about what are some of the causes for this seasonal depression, if you could maybe go into that also. Yes, um, absolutely. Um, so the specific cause of SAD remains unknown, actually. Mm. But um, what has been implicated in development of SAD is reduced exposure to sunlight. Mm. And we do know that there are chemicals that are released in the brain that are uh, responsible for maintaining our mood 
and the biological clock, uh, which we call the circadian rhythm of sleep. And that simply means that the body is able to stay awake during the day and go to sleep at night. And so um, when you have um, sunlight helping in maintaining chemical balance in the brain, uh, a reduction in exposure to sunlight that we, we get during the winter seasons uh, would predispose us to um, having uh, this chemical imbalance in the brain. Um, and so that would negatively then impact the mood and sleep. So, yeah, I mean, I, uh, again, um, this is not my specialty, but again, I, I, I want to um, communicate and disseminate information, you know, as much as we can out into the community. And, and so, you know, I, I've, um, I know that you, you mentioned some of the, the um, chemicals, you know, in our brains that actually help control our moods, our, our emotions. Uh, yes. ser serotonin, melatonin, or just some some of the names. Yeah. Uh, yeah, All the names. Be, melatonin, yeah. uh, serotonin. Um, you know, uh, increase. So sunlight exposure would increase serotonin levels. Um, mm -hmm. uh, melatonin levels actually decrease with uh, sunlight, and which is why uh, melatonin levels increase at night. And um, because of darkness, the melatonin is a chemical that helps us to be able to initiate sleep at night. And so uh, the levels have to increase at bedtime for us to be able to fall asleep. And that's usually triggered by darkness. And so what happens is that um, we do have an increase in melatonin levels, you know, most times during winter because we don't have enough sunlight. And so people are feeling sleepy most times. And, and that's something that could cause a lot of imbalance in the chemicals in the brain. Um, and so you have serotonin levels that might not be as high as they should be. You have melatonin levels that are increasing higher than they should be. And so there's this chemical imbalance that negatively impacts um, the, the sleep pattern that we should have and also our mood. You know, so, it, yeah, so, what you're saying, it, it interferes with our normal circadian rhythm. And so I guess one solution would, would be for us to move down to the equator or closer to the equator down in Florida and, you know, Miami and, and um, you know, Cozumel and, and Cancun, I guess that's where we need to go. Exactly. <laughs> I think we plan to all do that. Yeah. And actually, you know, the, this is um, location is one of the risk factors that actually increase um, the likelihood of having SAD. So people who live um, uh, far north or uh, far, far south of the equator tend to have an increased risk of having SAD as opposed to people who live closer to the um, equator. And so, unfortunately, we have a very high risk for developing SAD in this region. Yeah. So, because, I mean, we don't really exactly, like you said, we don't exactly know what causes it, but, I mean, it, it's related to the, the amounts of sunlight um, that affects the chemicals in, in our brain. Um, is there a predictor, like, if somebody, and, and I, I believe I, I read that, if you have a family history of this condition, then you yourself are more likely uh, to acquire the condition. So it's important to talk to your family members, um, you know, be open and, and talk about what you're experiencing. And Absolutely. Um, genetics yeah. have been implicated in uh, development of SAD. So if you have uh, family members, especially first degree relatives 
who have a, a diagnosis of um, seasonal affective disorder or even other forms of depression, then that places one at a higher um, risk of having the SAD. Um, people who have already been diagnosed with depression or bipolar depression um, also tend to have higher risk of uh, developing SAD. And sometimes they just manifest as a worsening of their already existing depression during winter months. And yeah. so that's something that we need to recognize as well. And I think you said it can progress from one year to the next year. It can actually worsen, uh, get worse yeah. as, as you get older. And young, younger people are more predisposed than maybe older adults also. Um, exactly. Yeah. So the, the, the treatment, uh, go, yes, please, go ahead. It does cut across um, all ages. Uh, typically, like I said, it starts with, between the ages of um, 18 and 30, and then it mm. can affect young people, it can affect older people, and um, especially, like I said, people who already have um, diagnosed mental illnesses mm. are prone to that as well. So, you know, when people are depressed, um, a, lot, a lot of times, they resort to drinking alcohol or to, to cert, certain vices to, to actually help uh, self-medicate, um, you know, taking other medications or, or drugs or abusing prescription medications, things like that. So there, there is hope out there, there there's help out there. Um, you know, one thing I've heard is that uh, maybe we could uh, encourage people to um, use supplemental vitamin D um, oral vitamin D supplementation that, that might uh, help. Um, sun, sun lamps, I've, I've also heard maybe of some benefit. I don't know how, of how much benefit. Mm -hmm. I've never actually tried, and, and I've had this seasonal affective, um, you know, disorder to some extent, I, you know, the, the winter blues. Mm -hmm. Exercise, e exercise is something that, that is recommended also, I understand. Definitely, definitely. So there are different modalities of treatment that are employed. Um, we usually encourage uh, people, now that we know the symptoms to look out for, um, if you notice uh, all these symptoms, um, when should you actually see your doctor? Because you really need to get an evaluation to determine what's the best treatment modality for you. It is absolutely necessary to do that. Uh, it's normal to have um, uh, transient fluctuations in mood. Uh, that can happen, you know, uh, for a couple of days uh, or so we feel down, uh, we don't want to do anything. But if you're beginning to notice that it's ongoing for days on end and not stopping, and you're beginning to have some almost of the symptoms that we've already mentioned, um, then it might be time to um, seek evaluation from a licensed, uh, trained medical provider. Um, especially if you're having uh, problems with your sleep patterns and appetite, that is a pointer that you really needs to be evaluated. And you know, like one, one, yes. you said, when people start to uh, turn to use of um, substances and, you know, things like alcohol um, to help them, you know, to provide comfort for them or relaxation, things like that, then that's another pointer that, you know, this is something that probably has setting and needs evaluation. So I, I would really, really encourage people to be able to know um, what's going on and when to seek the evaluation that they need. Again, if someone feels hopeless, um, is thinking about suicide, 
you know, this is this is a very crucial time to really talk to someone. And um, we have the National Suicide Prevention Hotline that people can call to uh, seek help. We, we know that when people feel suicide, they don't want to talk. That's the time that they really don't feel like talking to anyone. But we really encourage anyone who feels um, suicidal to please try to pick up the phone, call uh, the National Suicide uh, Prevention Hotline. Um, it's 1-800-273-8255. And uh, someone should be able to help you, or uh, one can just walk to the or go to the nearest uh, emergency room for evaluation. This isn't something that you could um, potentially deal with yourself um, and by yourself. And the other message is, is if you have a family member, a friend, a colleague who you think may be contemplating suicide, harming themselves speak up, I mean, approach them. And, exactly. you know, we, we have to be aware and, and knowledgeable what some of these signs, suicide um, risk signs are, um, and, and then take action. Because like you said, they themselves may not be willing or in the mood to, to call themselves. That is very vital, being able to, um, you know, look out for each other. What are the signs uh, to to look for? If, if you have a family member who's isolating in the room, um, not going out as much as they're going out, they used to go out, and um, you're noticing that their mood has really uh, dropped. You know, they, they look depressed. They, they Maybe they get irritable. Um, it might not just be depression, you know, just looking depressed. It might be that they just get easily, easily irritable, uh, unlike what they're used to uh, being. That's that's a sign that there's something going on. You know, take a moment and sit down with that family member and, and have a one-on-one -on -one with them. Ask them questions, you know, what's going on with you? How can I help you? Um, is there something bothering you? Um, give them a chance to to be able to open up to you, you know. And um, I, I think that we all should pay attention to um, our brothers, our friends. Um, you know, be our brothers' keepers, basically. All right, I appreciate that. Now, you, you mentioned that in, in many situations, individuals should seek therapy, should seek um, counsel. Um, with a, um, a licensed um, psychotherapist or, or psychologist, psychiatrist, um, you know, for, for example, um, and again, I guess it would really vary according patient to patient, but is that like a long-term um, therapy or something where somebody would have to be in counseling like for, for months or years for something like this? Um, with with psychotherapy, it's it's really um, there's no clear cut um, duration. Um, usually, most psychotherapies would last for at least three months to six months, and so it, it kind of depends on what's exactly going on with uh, uh, the person and what the therapist feels. If the therapist feels that you know having more time, um, longer periods, depending on the progress during the sessions will be helpful. I think that they usually would extend the therapy. If this is someone who's chronically uh, depressed, um, you know, has a tendency to lapse into depression, uh, they typically might just want to continue the therapy. Uh, it might not be as frequent, even if it's like um, uh, once in two weeks, even once a month um, really does help. 
But during the periods um, when they're feeling depressed and having a seasonal affective disorder uh, or depression, that's the time that they really want to be in um, intensive uh, psychotherapy with a licensed uh, therapist. Maybe once a week um, would be more helpful than, you know, spacing it out. So, um, and, and that's something that is an adjunct as well. Um, using different modalities have been shown to be more helpful than going through just one. So uh, we do have the light therapy that you had um, mentioned. So the light therapy is um, uh, a very effective uh, way of treating seasonal affective disorder. And it's been effective in so many people. And this is where uh, there's a light box um, that's placed uh, next to the patient's bed and the patient sits a few feet away from this light box. Uh, the goal is to have this individual exposed to the bright light from this box within the first hour of waking up from sleep. And so um, it's done, it could be done every day, um, depending on what is agreed with the um, mental health professionals. Some people wanna do it three times a week, but it's really, really important to speak with your mental health professional because we do know that people with bipolar depression, when we um, recommend light therapy, uh, we have to really follow them because some of them might become hypomanic or even manic um, just using the light, light therapy. But again, it is uh, a therapy that has been shown to be really effective. Another um, modality of treatment is um, medication. So antidepressants, um, different antidepressants have been shown to be effective. Again, your uh, mental health professional would decide which ones would benefit um, the person if, if they're depressed and um, having a lot of depression, especially the severe form of uh, this uh, seasonal affective disorder, you want to make sure that you're giving them some form of antidepressant to help them. And so um, that is something that works in combination with the light therapy as well and with the psychotherapy as an adjunct. And uh, the psychotherapy, like we mentioned, is to help with any negative thoughts that we might be having that could be worsening what is already going on and you know kind of uh, feeding that depression that's where the um the psychotherapy comes in and there's actually a specific technique that has been shown to be helpful it's called cbt that's cognitive behavioral therapy so it, it as the name goes cognitive you know, is about the thought process behavior therapy. So it targets the way that we're processing um, thoughts and the way that's affecting our behavior and then consequently our mood. So it starts with the thoughts. Uh, how are you processing things? How are you thinking about things? Are there more positive ways to think about these things that would better, um, you know, influence your mood and behavior? So all these modalities are, uh, usually more effective when they are combined. And that's why it's really, really important that the patient speaks with um, a, a licensed, uh, trained uh, medical professional to determine what treatment plan would be best for them. Yeah, th th that's um, some incredible information and, and valuable and, and in many situations, life-saving information that you just um, presented. And I, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, I would I would think, and again, I I, I don't know, but I'm I'm asking you, like like many medical conditions, if you can try to intervene even yourself uh, with, with certain modalities, 
uh, early on before it, it gets to an advanced stage, I would imagine that would be a benefit. You know, I've heard um, things like, you know, sleep hygiene, trying to go to bed and, and wake up at the same time, trying to, you know, maintain your, your schedule even in the fall and, and winter helps um, exercising, you know, as much as you can, staying hydrated with water. Um, you know, you said positive thoughts, being around people, um, trying to communicate with people and don't don't self isolate. Um, so yeah, these things can maybe if, if we could um, start to implement these things even ourselves early in early stages, uh, maybe it won't advance to the to the point where it, it would become a, a critical Exactly, exactly. Yes, um, absolutely. I, I completely agree with you. It, prevention is definitely always better than cure. So um, what I would encourage is um, try to, now that we know that uh, SAD is related to um, exposure to sunlight, um, being able to increase our exposure to sunlight um, even before the winter months set in would be very important. So, you know, continuing that into the winter months, you know, from the summer to, the, you know, the fall, making sure that we're giving ourselves the opportunity to, to spend some time outdoors. You know, it could just be taking a short uh, walk or even a long walk if you're able to do that. Um, you know, do things that keep you outside. It, it might be something as little as just bringing your lunch to a nearby park and just sitting down and just eating your lunch there just to get some sunlight. You know, uh, the, even when it's cloudy and, and, and cold, it's better than being out there than being inside. So um, things like little things like rearranging your, your home or your office space so that you're kind of facing um, uh, the, the sun or exposed to sunlight during the daytime, uh, that is also very important. So um, with, with that exposure to sunlight, it's important as well to discuss with your doctor because we do know that exposure to ultraviolet light could increase the risk for skin cancers. Sure. So you want to make sure that you're discussing all of these options with your mental um, health provider and your primary care provider as well. And um, taking care of your general health is really important. Wellness, general wellness. And, and this can um, include just exercising. You know, if it's something that you start before the fall and winter months, to be able to continue this um, lifestyle into these periods, because these are periods where, because of the way that the weather is so unconducive outside, you don't want to be outside. And so being able to push and know that this is a time that you even to be going out to exercise, to be doing all of these outdoor things. Um, it, this is a time that it's really more important to do these things. So regular exercise is really important. When we exercise, what happens is that we release some chemicals in the brain that actually improve our mood. So things like endorphins, you know, would help with um, uplifting the mood um, when you exercise. Um, ensuring good sleep, like uh, Dr. Madeline said, try to have a regular sleep pattern. Going to bed the same time, waking up at the same time every day. It might not be easy, 
but it's something we can work and strive towards achieving, you know, because we do have a lot on our schedule. So if there are things that are keeping us late at night and making us have different schedules of going to sleep at night, that we need to look into those and, and know which ones we cut out and, you know, just leave for the next day and be able to go to bed at a reasonable time that's consistent with um, a daily schedule. I think that that's something that we can incorporate as well. So I appreciate you spending time with us, Dr. Ezemakor. So um, one last question. Um, can you tell the audience how they might be able to get in touch with you? Um, so uh, again, I'm Dr. Oge Ezemakor, and um, I practice um, in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I, I work with um, a hospital here uh, called Metro Health Hospital. So if you um, are looking to get in touch with a mental health provider, um, I encourage you to call and uh, try to make an appointment um, with uh, the hospital and uh, we can always get you in um, for you to be seen, okay? Yeah, thank you. So um, hopefully you'll come back and join us um, in the future for additional discussions. I mean, this is been outstanding. We've been talking about, you know, seasonal depression, seasonal affective disorder. It's called by different names, but but we we know now that it's a could, it can be a very serious and deadly condition. And so it's something that people can't ignore. We talked about some of the signs and symptoms um, and and ways uh, in which we can actually mitigate against that. So so thanks for spending time with us, and um, we'll be seeing you again. Thank you, Dr. Maudlin. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Okay. okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. You know, one thing I, I've heard, and, you know, Dr. Azimakor um, was, was speaking with me earlier uh, about, um, again, we, we talked about the different treatment options uh, for this condition. Um, she was telling us about light therapy. I'm not going to open up this light all the way to, you know, but this is, um, the recommendation is that, Actually, the, the, the benefit is, is through your eyes, it's not through your skin, but it's recommended that you use a use light therapy every morning for about 20 minutes and it will elevate your mood. It, it, it stimulates uh, the, the um, chemicals you know, within your, your, your body, your brain. Um, but I'm gonna give is it a try. I just, yeah, yeah, it's this, uh, actually, again, I'm not here to endorse one particular product. <laughs> Uh, this is called circadian optics, but again, there, there are many different uh, variants um, out there on the market. Uh, this one, this one was very inexpensive, but uh, again, I'm going to I'm going to try it out because I suffer from this condition as well. You know, I like to be out on the beach in the summer, swimming and, and you know walking in the park, and you know we, we can still do you know we can get out and walk and and you know and enjoy the the winter. I don't enjoy it as much as I used to you know when I was a kid, but. Uh, but I, I know Jerome. Um, you know you're out there in the middle of the winter, snow, yeah, buddy. lizards, um, fishing. Not yeah. from what I understand. Well, I do a little bit of everything, and that combats that uh, sad feeling. You know, mm -hmm. um, I and then like you just did the light. When you get that light, light is energy. Mm -hmm. Darkness is attributed to depression and down. And when we get uh, daylight savings in Cleveland, especially, your day ends about 4.30, you know, typically five o'clock in comparison to 9.30. So you don't feel you don't start feeling down during the summer months until around 9, 8.39 till your body winds down. Mm -hmm. 
this natural uh, thing that they do when it 430, you start to wind down at 630, you're tired. You're either tired or you're trying to push yourself the other two hours. And that's part of that sad um, seasonal affective disorder right there, too. So you have to be, you know, very mindful of, of what the change that's happening within your body. And like Kay said, what you do is you think of other things to to motivate you and, and energize you through. So that light therapy is something that I may want to try someday, too. You know, that's pretty cool. Absolutely. You know, I mean, with the fewer hours of sunlight, it affects our internal biological clock, our circadian rhythm. So, again, it's something that we need to be aware of this condition. We need to combat it. You know, we, we um, need to recognize the, the symptoms, not only in ourselves, but in our family members, our friends. And, you know, if we, we see that they're struggling and, you know, speak to them, give them recommendations in terms of what they might do. And again, there's nothing wrong with actually seeking uh, help of a counselor or psychotherapist. Again, it used to be taboo to admit that you need any kind of mental health, um, you know, therapy or assistance, but we know now that, uh, you know, the importance of maintaining our mental health, because if we don't maintain our mental health, it can cascade into a bunch of, um, you know, physical manifestations of disease. So, um, Kay, um, can we hear a little bit more? Yes, yes. I've got something else lined up for us. Um, So while we're talking about camaraderie and how we should look out for each other. Yes. I have a song that um, is kind of Shouting out somebody special. So we'll go for that one. Yeah, we enjoy seeing how you you work, um, you know, your, your magic here. Yeah, the art, the artistry, you know, mm-hmm. is a method to the madness. Yes, 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 there is. <laughs> All right, here we go. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know our audience is enjoying this, you know. So, um, yeah, again, thank you for being here. So we're gonna, we're gonna, you're gonna be part of our family here. Future um, episodes of music and medicine. But um, yeah, we, we definitely want to hear some more, um, Jerome. Um, you know, what what do you think? I hey, I second that right there, buddy. You know, because the voice is pure. You know, um, again, we talked about energy earlier, the energy, the star factor. You know, she's a star. Stars are bright. We're talking about sad. That goes right out the window after you hear it start singing. You know, so uh, it's dark outside currently, you know, because you know, of the time change. So all of this goes hand in hand, man. You know, this is brightening up everybody's day that's uh, tuned in today. So, hey, I appreciate it. And she's a talent from Cleveland also. And, and you know, one, one day I'm sure you're going to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Don't you think? That's your, that's what you're, you're aiming for. You're speaking it into existence. <laughs> I you, appreciate you heard that. it here first, y'all. <laughs> you got you to reach for the stars. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's right. So, yeah, I mean, again, we're, we're, we've talked about a, you know, very important topic here tonight and, um, we want to entertain you. It's about, you know, combining health literacy, education with music and entertainment. So um, you able to give us one more song, Kay? What do you, what do you think? What do you have for us? Sure, sure, sure. Let's, let's see what we got here. Um, uh -oh. <laughs> Drum roll. That's a good one. I, I'm going to, I'm going to go with this. Let's go with this one. Jay, you got something to say, Jay? Man, I always got something to say. I'll be rapping and singing and <laughs> cracking jokes and everything, you know. <laughs> uh, I just want to let everybody know, though, uh, this is not something sad. It's not something that everybody thinks of typically. Yeah. They just feel, man, I feel down. I feel this. But they don't attribute it to what's actually happening with the seasons. They just think it, they're just feeling down. So once you really uh, understand that this is an issue that affects everybody, I would say on the planet for that matter, because we all here together. Then you can better understand how to uh, handle and treat this condition uh, with healthy exercises for your mind. And um, again, Kay has brought that to us today. So just keep in mind, this is not something that you would normally think about, but it is affecting everyone. So uh, let's be conscious of that. Yeah, you don't have to suffer in silence. And, and you know, just one more note, um, the data shows that this is um, occurs more in younger people and also um, slightly more in, in, in women uh, compared to men. So, again, this is not something that you have to suffer in silence about. There, there is um, treatment available. Um, and, and so, um, you know, recognize your symptoms and, and seek treatment um, if you need it. So, hey, Kay, um, you want to close us out? Sure, sure, sure. I'm ready. Let's go.
of life passes by Light my life Warm my heart Say tonight will be just a start <laughs> Yeah, y'all ready? I love you here by me people that can do that song you know anita Baker. i love anita she's awesome yes yeah. so it's yes. not only your music but it's your your smile that just make it makes me smile you know back i mean you know so <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate that you know so likewise i have fun with you guys yeah that was great well thank you so, but we're going to be having you back on the show for more, and and I hope the audience uh, enjoyed the music. I I'm, I know they, I know we did, and I, I know they did as well. Um, I look forward to it. Thank you. You know, so we're gonna we're gonna get some of your recordings, and I'm gonna be listening to this in the operating room while, while I operate. You know, I don't know <laughs> if people know that sir, we we listen to music when we operate. Yes, right. you do. Yeah. I've had an operation before, and you guys are awesome, really. <laughs> So music is music is medicine. 
Yes. And again, how do they find you, uh, Kay? KDavisLive.com. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, KDavisLive. Okay. 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 So thanks, Kay. Thanks, Jerome. Um, Then we'll see everybody next time. Absolutely. Bye. Great job, everyone. Thanks.